It's time to swing into the golf world of today. I don't think I've had this much fun on a golf show. The Pro Show with Keith Stewart, sponsored by TaylorMade. Terrific voice, and you have enthusiasm. Now your host, the director of fun. Give me that guy all day. He's the best. Keith Stewart. Good afternoon, and welcome to The Pro Show. I'm your host, Keith Stewart. Thank you for tuning in to ESPN 920. Well, today we have a special treat. 60 minutes of just Wade and me. Yes, even our guest list has supply chain issues. No, really, uh, we promise to give you all the camaraderie and comedy you love, along with our thoughts on the year that was. Not to mention there was a little news this week. So buckle up, because this flight is about to take off. Wade, hit the gas. Can't stop You are uh, quick on the keys already this afternoon, I see. Boom! You're fired up for this, I know. Sure. I know. It's What's a, not to like? Ah, uh, jeez, you kidding me? When it's the pro show on Friday afternoons, I love it all. I love it all. And this afternoon, we're going to have some fun. I know. You are. You've inspired me this week. I inspired you? Yes. yes. Really? Well, it happens easily. So don't You're think. easily inspired or I'm good at inspiring? You take it, you know, two different ways. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Take it how you want. All of the above. Yes. Well, it was a it was a big week in the world of golf because we have Greg Norman's QBE shootout. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> right. <laughs> it. Uh, um, no. It. It. It was a big week in the world of golf because there was a little announcement on Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. Little announcement. Just a little announcement. On your birth. Wait. Was your birthday Wednesday? It was. It was Wednesday. Wow. Was. Look at yeah. that. Yes. It. Uh, um. I did not expect that present, but that's the gift that keeps on giving right there, yeah. Clark. I tell you, you know, all year long. Yeah, that was that was a good one. That's for sure. Yes, the big man, the big cat is back. And uh, about 9 a.m. Eastern time on uh, on Wednesday morning, uh, Tiger announced what I believe we were talking about just maybe a week ago there, Mr. Wade Weezer. Shall we go to the tape? Uh, why don't you check it? This is from last week's show. I think it's happening. You know, okay. I think a couple weekends down the road, this is what we're going to be talking about. The announcements we made. Yeah, I mean, um, we do have sources from the you old, from the old, <laughs> from yeah, from the old Alworth days, and um, all signs point towards. Interesting. Yeah, okay. it's, this is it, a scoop. It, that was the scoop. That was the scoop, and it is now reality. And we can all get excited because ten months removed from a horrific car accident. The man is back, and our 2021, you know, I've been saying all year that 2021 has been a year of redemption in so many ways, and mm-hmm. there have been many golfers that have kind of had, you know, inspiring comebacks in their careers, and Jordan Spieth would be one, Tony Finau, Lydia Ko, uh, it kind of runs the gambit. It seemed like every other week, or at least once a month, we were like, well, this person hasn't won in like a thousand days, or this person hasn't won in three years, or or whatever the storyline was at the time. And uh, I don't think there's any greater redemption story than someone surviving. Yeah. Walking. And then now coming back to play with his son, because more than just coming back to play, this is coming back to live life in society and, you know, be here. It's, it's a pretty big deal. And I think even to a certain extent, golf media is almost treating this with a, with a level of respect because it is a parent-child event and because it's not, you know, he's not coming back to the Masters at this point or something like that. Right. But, you know, it's 
it's an opportunity for us to really kind of see Tiger evolve and what he's really valuing in his life right now. Because uh, I have, in all our years of watching Tiger, I have never seen him be so open about training in his game. Right. Now, you have to remember, you know, I was there on the property where he lived. So I, I got to see him practice at the height of his career you know, from 98 to 03. And I got to see a lot of things that people didn't get to see because by the time he got to a tournament, everything was under lock and key. Mm -hmm. You know, it was this cloak of secrecy and like, I'm going to intimidate you with the fact that I don't have to practice. I don't have to do all these things. I'm just going to come and see so you're behind the curtain there. Definitely behind the curtain. Yes. You know, um, fully in the world of Oz. Sure. And it was, it was always interesting to me, the two different sides of what was going on there. And then what I saw in the Bahamas was very reminiscent of what I used to see, which was like, he knows there's a camera on him everywhere he goes, especially nowadays. Yeah. You know, there wasn't as much because cell phone cameras weren't a thing back in the late nineties, but nowadays anywhere he walks, he knows he's, there's pictures being taken of him, let alone making golf swings, let alone chipping and putting. I mean, people don't, people that are avid, avid golfers that listen to this program week in and week out, don't ever practice their chipping and putting. Mm -hmm. Right. You only do those things when you're getting ready for something, when you're fine tuning, when you're preparing for something, when you are, you know, ready to go and take on, you know, tournament golf. And uh, I mean, I guess I guess at the end of the day, you know, we always joke that, you know, Tiger Woods moves the needle and then Tiger Woods is the needle. I think there's a new needle in golf. Which is Charlie, his son. OK, because you know, obviously he got him to do it. Right. Um, the last time that Tiger played, a lot of people don't think of this because they always think of Tiger playing in these big PGA Tour events and everything. The last time he played was a year ago in the parent child with Charlie. And then he shut it down at the holidays around his birthday. And he said, I had back surgery and I'm going to take some time off. And then we saw him at Riviera in his tournament um, in the booth. Didn't look great. Looked like he had been, you know, working through some things with the back recovery and anything else that might have been going on, a lot of speculation. And then two days later, the car flips over. Yeah. And, you know, we haven't heard from him until the Sunday before Thanksgiving when we, we get the famous tweet for making progress. And he takes one shot. And, you know, I said at that time, I said, if he's willing to put it put it out there like that, he's been hitting balls. How, how old is Charlie now, roughly? 12. 12, okay. He's 12. Yeah. Yeah, so we got plenty of years of the parent-child coming. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. I yes. mean, he's going to win the Masters next year, if you ask anybody. But uh, I think his odds on DraftKings are... pretty um, good in that, that viral video of him. Remember when uh, he was just dressed as that and doing the movements like him and stuff? Oh, and man, that video, it you know, it was all over social media <laughs> yeah. on Wednesday. And there's a couple things in there that I've caught my son Owen and I doing from time to time or that I see that I do like my father, Keith. And, there, you know, it's the mannerisms, the way they stand, mm -hmm. the gait of their walk. There's one where they wipe their nose in that right, clip, right? right, right. Where they, they both do it the exact same way. And, you know, nature nurture is a real thing, man. He's like, you it's know? more of a clone than a son, I think. Well, I tell you, <laughs> um, it'll be interesting. You know, I wish I wish uh, Charlie Woods all the best as he grows up. And that he has some some form of normalcy in his life, because, yeah. I mean, that's going to be that's. That's going to be a challenge. But for right now, we are so happy that the two of them are going to get to enjoy um, this this tournament experience. And man, I tell you, it's a pretty amazing turn turn of events from when we just saw a, whatever it was, a three second clip on November 21st. And, you know, two weeks later, he's going to play in a tournament. And now here we go. And 
Gonna well, be a lot of fun. Ho- hopefully he enjoys it. He knows what it's like to be scrutinized every single oh, yeah. move. I hope he just looks around and breathes it in. You know what I mean? Yeah. With your 12-year-old, you're playing this game together. You're here. You're living the day to do it. I hope he takes time to just smell, smell the grass, smell the roses, if you will. Well, you know what? I think one of the things that uh, always impressed me about Tiger um, when I was around him day to day was his perspective on things. Right. His ability to pull back and just kind of be like, wow, geez, there's a lot going on over there. He could do that then. You know, uh, yes. But he needed a lot of privacy to get to that point, Okay, you know, and uh, to have conversations with him back in the day and just talk about something maybe like the NCAA tournament or something that was non golf. Right. Was one of the most, you know, enjoyable things to do with T because, you know, if you go down the golf road, it's like, how do you talk about anything but him? Right. Right. And. He was okay if you wanted to talk a little bit about golf, but really it was great to talk to him about other things. Yeah. You know, um, what was college like or anything? You know, we're around the same age. So uh, we have a, at the time and, and probably still now, we have a lot of the same things going on in our lives when it comes to experiences and, and so on and so Stage forth. Of life, I, I mean, right? I know I'm not a billion dollar athlete, but you know what I mean? Like what, what his kids are up to and, yeah. and what he's doing and so on and so forth. There's so, similarities. It doesn't matter, you know, where you are financially. Hey, you know, um, People have, at, at times, Tiger Woods has been a polarizing uh, person in the game of golf, right? But uh, I have always chosen the outlook on him that, you know, I'm, I'm here for the golf. I'm here for the, the athlete aspect of it, yeah. you know, and everything else. We all have challenges Absolutely. in life, and uh, I like. I, I always thought of it as, as, a, as you know, as you know, not a, a huge monster golf fan, but he, he's. Not, I thought he was polarizing outside of golf. In in golf, you know, he is what he is. It's the choices he makes. He made rather, excuse yeah. me, off of the course, and that I separate all of that stuff. It has to be separate, otherwise. I wouldn't root for any other athletes. I wouldn't watch any movies or TV. Yeah. Because there's you're gonna disagree and take issue with things pretty much with anyone. Someone's gonna be associated with something that you love that you don't agree with. Compartmentalize it. It's it's an it's an interesting I mean, I saw it there firsthand. It, it's a very interesting way to live life, you know? I, I akin it to be like the first time you ever went to a birthday party at Chuck E. Cheese and they hand you like a roll full of quarters. I mean, the 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 world is your oyster, right? Sure. You know, and yes. you know, but he had that in a global sense, mm-hmm. and that's a lot, you know. And and I think we all grow up over time, and it's just so great to have him back and to be talking about it in such a positive light. Because I mean, I think we all, you know, we we were all all of our stomachs kind of dropped when we first saw what had happened that day, and totally. to, to be where we are now. Is really unimaginable, but it is kind of the perfect cap to just just a fantastic year in golf. And I know um, you got some stuff planned for a little later in the show because you got a couple questions coming out of this year. We'll move on to that. We're flying without it without without a guest today. Yes, as you very well know, because it's your show. It's yes. That's why you're there in that seat. I'm in this seat. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I just I just went through some of the stories for throughout the year. Some what I think some of the biggest stories, and you can tell me if I'm wrong. Well, hang on, hang on, hang on. Let's hit a couple more current events. Yes, and no, then, we're not there yet. I'm just giving okay. a little preview. Oh, a little preview. Yes. All right. First, before we get to that garbage though, which is great stuff. It's not garbage. You had a birthday this week. All right. You didn't tell me how that went. I want to know how that went, and I want to know how read the line went this week because it's your birthday week, and I hope. Everything for read the line was great information for you for your birthday week. Well, you know, it uh, read the line um, 
the reason I catch my breath there is that because it is just unbelievable how excited people are that I have brought all this together and kind of focused and, and now directed um, what's going on in the future in the game of golf. All right. There, there is this world that surrounds all of us and it's growing and everything. And yes, it has to do with gambling. But one of the unique things that I find about gambling is that it engages people in sport. Now, not all gambling needs to be bet $100, your last $100 you have on whether or not the Knicks are going to cover the spread tonight. A lot of this has to do with the same reason that people do office pools for the NCAA tournament, right? It builds community, okay? And I know I, at the end of the day, I understand what it is and what's going on and someone's making money and someone's losing money. But it, but what's important about this is that when you have young kids out there or people on the periphery of the sport where you and I play fantasy golf, you learn the names of people like Lonto Griffin and Max Homa. And it's not just always Tiger and Phil. Right. And these people have stories. Or when I talk about the LPGA and I'm you know, covering that and I'm saying, hey, you need to bet on more than just Nelly Corda and that there's there's other players there as well. You know, Yuka Sasso and, you know, some of the up and comers there. So it's. It's really cool because as a PGA professional, it is my job, I believe, to grow the game and engage people in the sport. And there's more people playing than ever. But how do we sustain it? Well, one of the ways to sustain people's attention right now is to get some information on their phone that they're into, and then it allows them to interact with other people. And and that's what we're doing with Read the Line. So this week, not a big tournament, the QBE shootout. It's a, a Greg Norman PGA Tour slash event, which in and of itself is a story in a minute, but uh, down there in Naples. But, you know, we can tell some stories. It's partners golf. The scores are going to be super low. We can have a lot of fun with it. Put the newsletter out on Wednesday, as I do, and I will do every week that there's a tournament. And okay. we're having some fun with it. Now, here's the thing, though. After this week, there really is nothing until we get to Kapalua and the PGA Tour kicks back in. Right. Right. So that's the first week in January. So from Wednesday to Wednesday, you're going from the 8th to the 5th. It's like four weeks. So I decided to put my coaching cap on because one of the things I love to do and I've been very rewarded for in my career is I mean, I've probably taught 10,000 hours of golf or more. Sure. Right. To men and women and kids. And now I'm going to start to teach people how to wager on golf because I think that's fun. Right. right? And I honestly believe that the more people do that, the more that they'll get involved in the game. They might on the context of betting within your means, by the way, you've said it once, but it's worth stressing. Yeah, for sure. Well, it's fun. When you go to these sites, though, you know, you're not going to sit there and you can't just say, oh, hey, I'd like to $10,000, please, DraftKings. (laughs) You know, they're not going to give it to you. So, you know, it comes to, well, these are two and five and 10 and $25 bets. And, you know, if if you have the means to do a $100 bet or something like that, that's, so be it. That's great. I, I think that that's great for people. But at the end of the day, when my 12 year old daughter knows who Taylor Gooch is mm-hmm. and that he won, you know, at the RSM, to me, that's kind of cool. You're growing the game that we're growing the game and I'm doing it the best way that I know possible. And we've built this thing. And I can't tell you the flood of people that have come back to me and say, man, that is so cool. I'll keep reading. I'll keep subscribing. So get to read Shameless plug. But get in there and subscribe. Because I'm going to keep putting out content. And to get back to my point about my coaching cap, I've got these four weeks off. We're going to put together a little master class. I love these things, right? Okay. And I know a lot about golf, and I know a lot about wagering in golf. 
And a lot of people don't do these things because they don't know the terminology or right. they haven't done it yet. So we're gonna do a we're gonna do a quick six part series. Putting those two together. Putting those two things together. So that way, people like everyone from my mom to, you know, one of my former members at Springdale or whomever, or someone who just subscribes could say, hey, oh, here's a good little eight minute um, piece of content that's on YouTube that I could watch that explains it. Oh, the difference between what Sportsbook is and what fantasy is, because I hear DFS and then I hear I'm on this app and I'm doing this and I, there's all this stuff going on and I don't do it because I don't know how to really like. Just take the first step. Right. You think you're in over your head if you right. do that. Because I'm, I'm not familiar with the terms either, so I can't wait to watch your Yeah, video. so we're going to do a couple episodes a week starting next week for the next three weeks. And that'll get you right into Kapalua. Um, really fun stuff. I've got some I got some cool things planned. I will be me. And uh, the, <laughs> the director of fun will be coming out. And we're going to we're going to have some fun. And we're going to make it interesting. They're going to be quick hitters. Uh, it'll be evergreen. It'll be right there on. So if you miss it when one of them debuts, just watch it in a series. I mean, the whole thing total. It won't go six episodes, won't go more than 40 minutes total. Yeah, I easy mean, to watch. Yeah. It, it, or even just listen to right if that's, on. If that's what you're going to do. So so uh, thank you for asking that. It's uh, It's been a great week and um, we just keep onwards and upwards with that. And speaking of a great week, right, there was another announcement this week when it comes to PGA Tour Live and coverage of golf. So ESPN Plus takes that over for NBC. So I feel bad for NBC because mm -hmm. there's been a lot of bad stories for them recently in golf coverage when it comes down to it, because they, uh, you know, they're moving things from Golf Channel to USA. And I mean, there's all sorts of rumors circling around um, where the future of that whole golf coverage franchise goes. But there's no mystery anymore to the streaming aspect of PGA Tour Live and this deal with ESPN Plus. They sent out a press release this week. Unbelievable. So what used to be with NBC, a couple featured groups in the morning, a couple featured groups in the afternoon outside the coverage. You got to see a little bit more golf and you streamed it. This is all okay. streaming. Right. OK, now with ESPN Plus, there's going to be four feeds when the TV coverage isn't on. There's going to be a main feed, which right. is going to be just like TV coverage. OK, then there's going to be a second one with marquee group with a marquee group. Then they're going to have two featured groups and then they're going to have a couple featured holes. Wow. So there's going to be four separate feeds, two of which have multiple feeds, right? <laughs> I mean, I don't understand there'd be no math today, right? Um, it, it's going to be so cool. Uh, they are putting a big time push behind this. Now, one of the reasons I feel a tremendous amount of pride about this is that a couple of the guys leading ESPN Plus are Holy Cross alumni, okay, of which I am too. So Brian Lockhart and Burke Magnus, who are at the top of the food chain there, right? These are guys that, at least Brian, that I can talk to. And he is the type of guy that is like, we're going to do this right. Golf is so popular right now. We understand that. And we are going to hit this thing right. And I'm telling you what they laid out the other day. They're going from 85 production people to 210. Wow. That's okay? a commitment. That, they're if you're looking for a reason to, uh, to get that Disney Plus Hulu ESPN bundle. Well, <laughs> it's everywhere offering it. And here's the thing. You know, we talk a lot about growing the game, right? And it's not all PGA Junior League, although those things are important. Or what I used to do at the club, teaching people, running clinics, running tournaments, doing et cetera. Seven, over 17 million people already subscribed to ESPN Plus. That's pretty decent. That's, I didn't realize it was that many. Right. It's a lot. Right. Yeah. So they've just they're already just blowing up their audience and people will search through that thing and they, and they will then they will then find out more about golf. Combine that with read the line and other things. There's a lot going on. There's no doubt there's a lot going on. And before 
we get into your questions. I know we got to take a quick break, so we got to run. But you know who else has a lot going on? And that's our wonderful friends at the New Jersey Golf Foundation, the charitable arm of the New Jersey PGA. And the section is committed to positively impacting lives and communities through the game of golf led by PGA professionals programming for youth, military veterans and individuals with special needs provides the opportunity to experience the game in a welcoming environment to support the New Jersey golf foundation or learn more about programs and special events, visit NewJerseyGolfFoundation.org or call 732-465-1212. A quick aside there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The interview we did with Jared Forrest a couple weeks ago, yes. the air force veteran, right? Still all over Twitter. Is it really? Yeah. PGA of America, PGA.com posted it this week. They loved the interview. They saw it. They heard it. Jared contacted me. He's just, he's so excited. How cool is that? It's really cool. I right? love that. It's about as cool as whatever you've got planned for the next, for after this break. So, um, I don't know, 315 here, folks, in New York. Ish. Thank, yes, ish, ish. Thanks for listening to ESPN 920. Be back in a moment with whatever Wade's got. <laughs> Can't stop addicted to the shindig. Chop, chop, he says I'm going to win big. Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Williams, and Zubin Mahente. All NFL players get paid a lot. You're not going to get paid more than me, though, because I'm the guy when it comes to clearing it out. Y'all take care of business. Spoken like a true wide receiver. Way to go, Roscoe (laughs) Jenkins, team of me. Bar, his name is first on the show, so we get it. You know, we get it. Me, Sean, as they like to call me, for those that don't know me. But anyway. Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Zubin. Weekday mornings at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio or streaming live on the ESPN app. The New Jersey Golf Foundation, the charitable arm of the New Jersey PGA section, is committed to positively impacting lives and communities through the game of golf. With a focus on three core pillars, youth, military, and special needs, the NJGF delivers dynamic programming led by PGA professionals, so individuals from all backgrounds can experience the game of golf in a welcoming environment. An exciting new development is coming soon as the Inspiration Golf Range on the campus of the Lions VA Medical Center in Somerset County will serve as a new golf training facility for Special Olympics New Jersey, as well as the new home site for the PGA Hope, a rehabilitative golf program for veterans. To support the New Jersey Golf Foundation or learn more about programs and special events, please visit NewJerseyGolfFoundation.org or call 732-465-1212. That's NewJerseyGolfFoundation.org or 732-465-1212. Time to get back on course as the pro show continues. Great show and great questions. Once again, Keith Stewart. Welcome back to the Pro Show. I'm your host, Keith Stewart, and you're listening to ESPN 920. Now, who would have thought a great producer combined with a creative golf professional would come together to become ESPN's most entertaining hour of golf coverage? Well, it happened, and today we're celebrating our 150th episode together. Of course, for us, there's no better way to enjoy this moment than with a little music. So, Wade, let them roll. Good choice there. Good choice. You know, hang on. You let it roll for a second? Sure. All right. Big week here because it was 41 years ago on Wednesday. Mr. Lennon left us, right? It was. So, in honor of him, great choice. We've all come together. Over me, 
Have you watched that thing on uh, Disney? Wait, no, is it on Disney Plus? Yeah, Disney, Disney Plus. I don't have um, 37 hours yet <laughs> to put aside for it, but maybe no. the holidays. I've got some uh, some vacation days coming up. Maybe yeah. I'll uh, blow yeah. a week on that, but uh, I've heard nothing but good stuff about it. Amazing. Amazing reports, but it is lengthy. Peter Jackson did it, right? Yeah. Lord of the Rings Yeah, Lord guy. of the Rings, yeah, yeah. That's insane. Yeah. He, he, he put it out there that the director's cut <laughs> literally like 16 hours. <laughs> he started working on this in 1995. He just got done it. No. Well, yeah, it's not true. There's no doubt about that. All right, so uh, we've been we've we've been building this up a lot. What do you what do you got planned for me here? You're building it up a little too much, I think, because number one, it's the end of the year. Number two, we're we're alone today, so we're we're having some quality time alone. <laughs> um, I went just I went through our sheets. We have a weekly sheet every every week. We come up with a schedule, and I think I think I've narrowed down, and you can disagree if you want the ten most impactful stories of the year. All right. Put it that way. Okay. This is basically, right. it's like coffee talk. You can give me your two cents on each of these topics. The Holy Roman Empire. Nor I'll give was it, it to you, then you holy, can discuss. Nor was it Roman. <laughs> discuss. Right. Okay. All discuss. Right. All right. All right. So um, what, we start with one or 10? What we'll do you start go? with 10. 10. Okay. That's the traditional way to do it. Let's it is. Yes. Oh, so this is a countdown. More or less. Countdown more, of Wade's questions and the, concerns. Exactly. The, they're, they're in somewhat 10 to 1 fashion. Again, you can disagree with the order, but. No, I mean. Uh, you're, you know, right, right now you're the pilot. All right. Start at 10. Here we go. Brooks and Bryson fuel or foolish for the game of golf. Ooh, man. Heavy hitter right off the bat. I mean, in many respects that could have been like top three, right? Because people have been talking about it endlessly. Um, you know, all right. So I have to say something here. My reaction to that is that I'm not sure that the folks who manufactured that got all that they wanted out of it. And what I mean by that is that if Tiger's not around, Mm -hmm. Bryson is the most recognizable name in golf. Believe it or not, folks, he is. Right. Okay. Outside of avid golf fans, Bryson is the most recognizable, the most story. He drives the most stories and everything. And when Brooks came in and their their personalities clashed, um, it to me, it became... Yeah, Bryson doesn't do well with the media to begin with, and then they put him in front of more media. So I'm going to go with it on that one. It was more foolish than fuel to help drive, you know, eyeballs to the game. Foolish for the decision, or do you think they got more criticism than they did benefit from it? Bryson's personality isn't made for the spotlight. He was a bad choice, <laughs> and it made Brooks and and Brooks was and right. and he could handle it. His cool, calm demeanor made him look like a bully. And to me, that's not really selling the sport. Right. So, so I think we all a little bit, you know, so in May, when it happened, the eye roll in the first 24 hours, tremendous, tremendous theater. The fact that we were still playing a match in November, I'm done with it. So <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, foolish for the sport. Give me, give me number nine. All right. Number nine, the Masters. Japan's win at the Masters. The biggest win of the year. Ooh. Ooh. Hideki Matsuyama. I'll tell you, it gives me the image of the year. The image of the year, in my mind, was when his caddy, Shota Hayafuji, hopefully I didn't kill that too bad, right? Uh, when he went and he took the flag and he put the pin back in on 18 and he bowed to the golf course. Yes. I thought that was one of the coolest things I'd ever seen surrounding tournament golf. That's iconic. Uh, totally, totally. Um, so, but the biggest win, I've got to think about the way you're wording these things right now. Okay, biggest win. Yes, it has to be the biggest win of the year because a lot of people don't think about this because as Americans, we're very um, 
American centric. But do you know what the most populated time zone is in the world? Tell me. It's not in America. No. Okay. It's over there in Japan and on the eastern side of Asia. So they love their golf as much as we do. It has to be the biggest win of the year because if you're using the word biggest, then there's more people that that affected that were into golf than probably what's here in America. Right. So when you say, I mean, remember we were talking about the Monday after that they did a spread in the newspaper where they covered with color graphics all 72 holes of the that right, he played yes. for every, the turn. Every, every swing of his clubs. You know, it was like a, a 40 page insert to the newspaper. And who has newspapers anymore? I'm going to go with yes. It's biggest <laughs> win of the year. All Very right. good. Number eight, the LPGA season. How would you describe it? Terrible coverage or great venues? Ooh. Which defined it better, more accurately? Oh, boy. All right. Um, you know, I love the LPGA. And. Um, We've complained a lot about the cover. I think the best way, I gotta think about this for a quick second. All right, um, geez, that's a that's a that's an interesting way of kind of proposing. You know, I always wonder what you listen to over there. I gotta think about this for a second. All right, um, all right. So the U.S. Open, the Women's U.S. Open, really to me kind of categorizes what or epitomizes your question there because we have they were at this unbelievable venue at the Olympic Club. Mm-hmm. They have. A playoff of which the eventual winner is 19 years old, Yuka Sasso, right? The low amateur is from New Jersey. She's a junior in high school. She's 17, Mega Ghani, right? There can't be any more good. Lexi Thompson was in the lead. There couldn't be any more great stories going on at that amazing venue. And then they're in the middle of a sudden death playoff for the championship on Sunday night, and they cut to Olympic <laughs> gymnastics coverage. So I think that like somewhere that's probably what, what brought up this question. Um, I'm going to say this much. I think after talking to Roberta a couple weeks ago that they are going to look into alternative methods with which to put their product out. So I think that I think that I'm going to go with I'm not going to focus on the terrible coverage. I'm going to say, you know what? Look ahead to next year. They're going to play congressional. In 2022, they're mm-hmm. going to play Muirfield, which is it, historically in Scotland has been an all men's club. And they're going to play, you know, the AIG Women's Open there. So I'm going to go with they are really on the uptick with these venues. And that's going to help sell the sport more. And they will figure out through streaming. Like we were just talking about ESPN Plus. Yes. There are there will be a channel out there that will pick up the LPGA and you'll be able to watch all of it. So I'm going to go on the positive side. And I'm going to say there's going to be more great venues and more great stories. And they'll figure out the coverage there. All right, so you're going to say, how about an asterisk next to that? <laughs> so I know I'm going to go with great venues. <laughs> Got it. I'm gonna pick right. some, I'll pick something. I'll give you my opinion. All right. Let's move on to number seven, the Olympics. Oh, boy. Was it worth the gold? Oh, boy. I tell you, leading up to the Olympics, there was a lot of talk about who was going, who wasn't going, and how they kind of like round peg square hold this thing in right. the calendar, right? And they couldn't get anyone. And then obviously delaying it a year and, and the COVID restrictions and then Bryson couldn't go because he got COVID and Rom got COVID for the second time. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, I'm going I'm to take, I'm going to take Greg Norman's perspective on this, right? Okay. His point of view. He says, Oh, we need to grow the game globally. The Olympics are a global phenomenon. So I think it was good. You had, you had two American winners, which is great at home. So that's our investment here from mm-hmm. America, but then worldwide, 
on the men's side, there was a seven-way playoff for third place, which never happens in golf. Right, that right, was right. cool for the bronze. Playoffs, and on the, of playoffs, of playoffs. And the, yeah, and the late and on the ladies' side, there was a playoff for the silver and the and the bronze medal. So I'm gonna go. Was it worth the gold? I think it was definitely worth the gold. You had two great young superstars. So yes, very good. That's correct, by the way. I, I forgot to tell you, I'm judging these. Oh, okay. <laughs> there's there's right and wrong answers. I'm helping daddy. Is it like gymnastics numbers or diving? Uh, diving. Okay. Okay. Right. Fair you, uh, let's do one more, then we're going to break. Okay. Okay, number, right. number six. Okay. Whose career would you rather have going forward? John Rahm or Colin Morikawa? Oh, man. I mean, talk about champagne problems. <laughs> I don't know. As long as the third choice isn't me. No, no, I'm gonna no. Go just with, those I'm going to go with the, just those two. All right. Um, Rom won major. Just mm-hmm. had it this year. Colin mm-hmm. gets comparisons to Tiger. Colin, uh, I got to come up with a criteria Basically, would here. you rather be number one or number two in the world? Yeah. Um, okay. So, um, let's see. Rom, he's had like it. He's had like 10 wins. Colin, we know. We, I just did this a couple weeks ago. He's he's had five wins here, and he just won the the DP World Title Money Belt over there in Dubai. Uh, oh boy, I got to come up with something. All right, um, all right. I got two quick criteria. Okay, right, you ready for this? I'm ready. I, I got to do something. I mean, it's, it's like picking um, heads over heads. Um, you know, like well, I'm gonna flip the coin. I'll, t- I'll take heads and heads, heads and tails. Uh, here we go. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with. Colin Morikawa. Okay, that's and, he, and here's my reason why. He's younger. Mm-hmm. He's 24, and I, I'm pretty sure Rom's 27. And for whatever reason, I give Rom all the credit in the world. One of these great redemption comeback stories of the yes. year. But that guy got COVID twice. <laughs> yeah. All right, you knew I was going to go there. You're Good like, answer, right? And Colin, so he maybe maybe he's unlucky. So I'm going to go with Colin long term. That's the correct answer, by all the way. All right, all right. So I guess I guess now I got to jump in here and send us to break. Yeah, right, let's do that. All right, here we go, folks. Well, uh, up next, more with the back nine of uh, Wade's list of questions here for 2021. Thanks for listening to us at ESPN 920. Be back in a moment. Mike Greenberg is Greeny. Chris Paul is one of those guys whose numbers, if you look at them, are so good that they almost seem made up. But, you know, he was never on the best team all those years in New Orleans, wasn't able to go to the Lakers, winds up on the Clippers, then they fell short. But now here he is, the veteran presence on this otherwise very young Phoenix team. It would mean everything to his legacy. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, weekday mornings at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and watch exclusively on ESPN+. Today's interview is brought to you by Summit Golf Brands. Golf's coolest company offers everything you need to look great while you play your best. As the weather starts to turn, you have to be prepared for on and off the course. Take a look at the award-winning zero-restriction line of active and outerwear. Yes, ladies, they offer yoga pants and city windbreakers. The Urban Wind Jacket will have your friends asking where you got it. Guys, if you want that cool off-the-course look on the links, try the new Champ Hoodie. It's a hybrid wind jacket with ultra-soft sleeves and lining. You can immediately tell Summit believes in creating products that people really want. Right now, Zero Restriction is offering an exclusive 25% off discount with code STUART25! So run, don't walk to that computer, and head to ZeroRestriction.com for all your cool golf and lifestyle gear needs. you got a great voice for radio. Time to get back on course. Thanks for radio. <laughs> I get a lot of that, too. As the Pro Show continues, once again, Keith Stewart. It's the Pro Show, and I'm Keith Stewart. You know you're listening to New Jersey's ESPN 920.
You know, from senior golfers to sneakerheads, our audience covers every generation of pop culture golf fan. You know what, Wade? Sir? <laughs> In this industry, baby, people rely on us to keep them informed and entertained. Great job with the first half of those uh, 2021 queries. I have a feeling the next five will be tough, so give me some music here. You know, we give the kids what they want. A yes, little, we do. A little little Nas X. You know what we got to get back to in 2022? What's that? I haven't done a rap in a while. You have not done a rap in a while. We have you know? been getting any emails about that, though. We, um, no. You got to be careful. No, yeah, we haven't. We haven't. I, I can't recall seeing any complaints that there hasn't been any rap. Strike that from the record. I mean, I could go through them again if you want. 150 episodes. It's been a while. All right. Speaking of a while, right? We don't have tons of time before 4 p.m. So uh, hit me. What do you We're got? We're going to just jump back into the jump. List. Yeah, let's go to number five. What we've been doing, if you're just jumping in here, the biggest stories of the year and as we're giving them a choice, basically, you have to comment and there's a right and wrong answer. So here we go. Number five, competition for the PJ Tour. OK, here's your question. Is Greg Norman's tour a real threat? Is it a real threat? Is it a real? See, I know threat? you. The listeners, they love you, but they I don't know that they know you like I know you and you choose your words very carefully. A real threat is live golf investments and Greg Norman's <laughs> in Greg Norman's tour. A real threat. Uh, is it real? Yes. I'm going to break this down. Is it real? Yes. The players will travel. They're going to be independent contractors, and I think they'll be able to play in different places. Right. Is it a threat right now? I'm going to go with no. So that's it's not a, basically you're saying it's not a threat it, to it, the longevity. It, yeah, because in the reason, no, no tournaments, right? No time on the schedule and no tiger, no threat. But it is real. And uh, time, I think at, at, at some point, everyone's going to come together and start to build something even bigger. But I, I still think Jay Monahan and the crew will be in charge of that. Yeah, they'll come. Yeah. All right. Nicely done. All right. Hit no, me with, go, no. to, go to four. All right. Who wins in 2022 for best woman golfer on the planet? Your obvious choices are Nelly or Jen Youngko. Ooh. Oh, man. This is like going back to the ramen workout. Oh, it is. It is. These questions. I'm no. feeling a little peaked. That was not. I couldn't find any music by uh, Jen Youngko. Jen Youngko. No. No. Yeah. I wouldn't think so. All right. Well, you know what? I'm going to go with right now. It's Jin Young Ko's time. Because. So if, if we're and, and the reason being is that um, she had a better year in 2021. Now, I get it. There was a lot of talk about Nelly. She's 23, first major gold medal, four wins, 10 top 10s and 19 events. But Jin Young Ko, uh, five wins, 13 top 10s, three and a half million um, a lot of that Nelly talk came from you this year, too, by the way. It did. And Jin Young Ko is a little older. Mm -hmm. um, I think Nelly still has to grow into her her game a little bit. And I think Jin Young Ko is like right in the prime of her career. And a lot of people say, well, like, you know, it was just a good second half for her. But they forget that COVID was such a concern. And she's from Korea. And, you know, they didn't travel a lot with the LPGA. And she skipped some events right. earlier in the year where... You know, and, and who knows if she was dealing with things, you know, overseas or family or something like that, that, you know, maybe with 
COVID concerns and so on and so forth. But when she turned it on, she played the last nine events. She had five wins. She had like 30 rounds in the 60s. She set all sorts of records. I'm going to go in 20, just in 2022, if that's what you're saying, I'm going to lean towards Jin right. Young-Ko. So you're saying she dealt with, perhaps she dealt with a little more adversity. I just think that off the off the course, a grip on your clubs, like a grip on your world. Right. Well Nelly was uh, Nelly has her older sister, Jess, out there looking for, you know, um, looking out for her, helping her. And Jin Young Ko, they're both fantastic players, folks. I mean, it's an embarrassment of riches to choose one of the others. Um, 2022. But I'm, I'm going to lead towards Jin Young Ko. Got it. All right. Number three. Oh, Tiger's year. The man gets number three. Jeez, what are two and one going to be? What will he accomplish in 2022? Oh, you know what? I went to lunch yesterday uh, with my good friend, the wolf. And we were talking about this. You know, now that Tiger's playing in the parent child, what will he do? And he said, give me your take on that. So uh, this one's fresh in my mind. Mm. He's going to play all four majors. Is it real? That's what you're saying. I think he's going to play all four majors and he's going to play Two or three others. He's going to play. I already said he's going to play Riviera, which is his tournament out in L.A., so the Genesis. And probably something like Bay Hill, which is Arnold's, or the Memorial, which is Jack's. Now, there are some considerations, I think. Something like Jack's at Murfield Village, that's a hilly walk. That may not be in his future in six months. Okay, But if Jack calls him up and said, hey, Tiger, if you're going to play six or seven events this year, could you please play mine? You don't. He would never say no to Jack unless he physically couldn't do it. Um and of course, you know, a year from now, he's going to play in his third parent child. But I think write it down now. Yeah, I'm marking this. T- it's uh, December 10th, 2021. I'm hitting the. I'm going to go with all, all four, all four majors, all four majors. Uh, the hardest walk there is Augusta, but it's also the golf course he knows the best. Um, Southern Hills, PGA. It does have hills in the name. I haven't been to Tulsa, but <laughs> Tulsa's kind of flat. Uh um, U.S. Open at the Country Club. That's hilly. Uh, yeah, I'm going with it, though. He's going he's gonna to play all four majors. All right. There you go. There you have it. There you go. Number two. Number two. Phil Wynn at PGA. Uh, put that, that huge win into perspective. Well, I tell you, you know, the world was making a big deal. It's not often that Tom Brady <laughs> gets... Gets second fiddle to something, nope, right? Or gets is, usurped nope, in, the, in the conversation of like sports and legend and accomplishments. But he won the Super Bowl. And I remember everybody talking about him being 43 and winning the Super Bowl and the Super Bowl MVP. And they were like, this is unbelievable. This is this is a bigger deal than Jack winning at Augusta at 46 and, and all these different things. And then Phil rolls up at 50 years old on the longest golf course you could imagine. <laughs> Under the most difficult conditions, it was 7,800 yards and change, par 72. My brethren, right, the PGA of America put this tournament together, and he goes against Brooks, and Louis Oosthuizen is having a great year, and he he kills it, and he wins. And everyone just remembers the 18th fairway, and, you know, people just charging behind him, like, in an Arnold Palmer sense, like, you know, Arnie's army used to be. Now it's, you know, Phil's platoon, and... uh I think I think it's just so cool how people like Tiger and Phil have evolved and as such see every generation mirrors the younger one right okay right, no one's right, trying right, to be right. older no, no, right no. so what we've seen from Tiger and Phil in the last 3 or 4 years 
and, you know, Phil dancing in commercials and the social media and driving around and and letting everybody know that he's won the PGA championship. These are all great things, not just for golf, but for our society. And I think to put it in perspective, I think it's probably one of the greatest professional wins because it now defines how much Phil's evolved. He was always the guy that was you could never win the big one. And right. then he won a couple big ones. But I mean, this is a really big one. For a guy who was defined for not winning majors, his career is now, he now has defined majors and, and in longevity. style, too. Oh, in total style. So to put it in perspective, that's my thought. Perfect. He's one better than Tom Brady. That's all you need to know. <laughs> We've got one left. All right. Uh, it's the last thing we have not talked about yet. USA! USA! Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. September. The Ryder Cup win. You picked yes. USA. You picked them. How'd you know? Oh, you know, a lot of people have asked me this since that happened. Because Are you a witch? Be honest. Um, well, read the line and you'll find out. How about that? Okay. Um, a simple answer to this one, real quick. And I know we're burning through these and we're burning through time. But I believed, getting back to what we were talking about with Phil, this was a generational thing. At some point, Tiger and Phil had to leave the locker room. Okay. It's very difficult for someone to go in there and be a rah-rah guy when the best players in the world weren't that team captain and tiger obviously didn't want that role for all those years he was on the Ryder cup and neither did phil right they were like oh, i'm just gonna go out and play great but somebody else has to be the guy in the locker room who's gonna get everybody fired up well when you removed that kind of awkwardness from the locker room i felt like the combination of europe getting older westwood mm-hmm. garcia and poulter being in their 40s it's a lot of golf in a Ryder cup and these new young kids, and, I, and even though DJ's 37, the oldest one, he plays like a kid. He's super athletic. I, I thought that over the course of the entire weekend, we were going to get it done. I wrote about it pre-PGA.com. There's 500 words there that said we were going to do it. Um, and, I, and I felt like we were going to do it, not in historic fashion, right. but I, I felt like it wasn't going to be a problem. And those 12 guys went out, and each one of them scored a point. Nine of them had at least two points. Um, I mean, four guys alone had 15 points that could have won the cup. So that's why I picked USA. I I thought there was a changing of the guard and there was no better time for it to have it happen. And that's what happened. Man, that's it. That was was a great list. We should do that more often. I agree. All right. Well, um, get us into this break. Speaking of of lists, the update's coming, folks. So as we get to 4 p.m., thanks for listening to ESPN 920. Be back with our usual finish. The Max Kellerman Show. You know, there was no one there like, hey, where's that guy we just hired? He just stopped showing up suddenly 15 years ago. So he got away with it. 650 Gs. And now he's being sued. I don't know. I, you can't just not show up for work. But, but if he's not, like, doing anything fraudulent and they're just sending him the checks, I mean, why wouldn't he just deposit it in his account? The Max Kellerman Show. Weekdays at 2 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Watch exclusively on ESPN+. Plus. Join the thousands of golfers who already call Stick and Hack their home for the best golf stories, original podcasts, special events, member perks, and an active community of golfers across North America. Up until now, the golf media landscape lived somewhere between straight PGA coverage or idiots wrecking golf carts. We take a different approach by celebrating all sides of golf, life, and all the ways this amazing game connects Sticks and Hacks every day. Your free membership entitles you to discounts from major brands all over the country while connecting 
connecting you with like-minded golfers for discussion, tips, or even a round of golf. So head to stickandhack.com and enjoy the world's greatest golf club without the course. Get ready for the back nine. As the Pro Show continues, once again, the director of fun, Keith Stewart. Welcome back to the Pro Show. I'm your host, Keith Stewart, and you're listening to ESPN 920 on a fantastic Friday afternoon. Hey, lady, you got the love I need. You know what else I need? I need a little social media coverage. So get to me at, at KJ Stewart PGA. Check it out. There's some great conversations going on daily. Talking about the QBE shootout all weekend for sure. You know, and as Wade and I have been together for 150 episodes, there's roughly about 200 episodes in our archive. I'll post today's show tonight. So go check it out there. Subscribe, iTunes, Spotify, etc. And, uh, oh, here it comes. Here it comes. Here it comes. Ready? Weekend's here. Rock and roll. There's not much that hits like that. No. You know? I'm not a huge Zeppelin fan at all, but that's hands down my favorite Zeppelin song. It's just a great song. Part ballad, part rock and roll. Yes, okay. You gotta love it. It's so good. It's like our shows. And you know what? If you're not around for it, you can always stream it at 920ESPNNewJersey.com. You just hit that Listen Now button. And if there's one thing you gotta check out right now, it's readtheline.com. Get on there, subscribe. We're having so much fun. The master class is coming. Consider that your holiday gift from me. Oh, yeah, that's nice. And if you're if you're in the market for a holiday gift, why don't you go check out our friends at TaylorMade? They've got the new irons, the P790s. They've got you know it's it's going to be driver time come January, so you got to get to that website. And you know maybe it's winter time. Maybe you were putting off getting fit this year, right? So go get custom fit. Go check them out. Get the TaylorMade. Discover the player. They will push you to become. You can find a fitter near you. You just got to go to or to learn more about their products. You'll find it all at TaylorMadeGolf.com. I've been putting off getting fit for a long time. Yes. Yes. Well, January 1's coming. All right. Well, and then a hero comes along. I thought you would have hit me on that one. I'm sorry. I did that for your for your uh, for your entertainment. I, I did I, I did not read everything. I have to be clear with oh, you. Oh, boy. It's been a busy morning. All right. Well, all right. Well, I, ha- I had to find this thing. That took a long time to find. <laughs> Fair family, enough. Family feud in the 70s. <laughs> Continue. Let, here we go. Nassau, Bahamas, Victor Hovland made consecutive Eagles to win the Hero World Challenge on Sunday and keep Colin Morikawa from reaching number one in the world. It was a wild final round. There's no doubt about that. Um, Hovland was way back. Morikawa had a five-shot lead. That was gone by about the sixth hole as he started out with two doubles in his first six. It's just unbelievable. Hovland said, I didn't think a win was going to be very possible, but I know this course is tricky. You can make birdies, but it's easy to make bogeys and doubles. If I put a good score up there, you never know what's going to happen. Well, just about everything did there, Mr. Wade Weezer. That's for sure. Too bad for the 24-year-old star, Morikawa. But, you know, bigger and better things are on the horizon for him. There's no doubt about that. Um Hovland is the third straight international winner following Henrik Stenson and John Rahm of the Hero World Challenge. He won for his third time this year following victories in Mexico and a month ago, um, a month ago in Mexico. Right. <laughs> Strike that, reverse it. And in Germany on the European tour this summer. You know, it, it sure was one crazy Sunday. Words are hard. 
Uh, they are sometimes. That was Hovland's fifth professional win. And all of them, my good man, right. at least the ones on the PGA Tour, have come in tropical climates. You know, Port, He's got one in Puerto Rico, two in Mexico, and now one in the Bahamas. Um, I think he's starting to give a, a new meaning to the words all-inclusive. Yeah. You think it's the tequila <laughs> or the climate? I don't know, climate. man. And in a related story, you got to follow the rules there, Mr. Wade Weezer. I hate those. We're going back to Nassau in the Bahamas. Jordan Spieth and Henrik Stenson. Uh, people have seen some coverage of this. This is classic. Uh, it, it turns out that um, they were playing in the first group on Sunday. They were um, in 19th and 20th place of a 20-man field. And uh, as it turns out, they got to the ninth hole and they played the wrong tee box. <laughs> they had uh, the tournament officials who had sent out a memo earlier in the week. Who reads memos, right? Sure. All right. Um, uh, they had switched some things around between the 17th hole and the ninth hole. Uh, both tee boxes had a large white sign indicating the hole number, but Spieth and Sten- Stenson just didn't notice. We kept our heads down uh, off finishing out on the 8th and walked to the ninth tee box as we did Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Put the ball down and hit some beautiful tee shots, Stenson said. And then we went down to the balls and the rules official came riding out in a cart and said, uh, did you hit from the correct tee box? <laughs> You have to check the whole numbers. Oh. You're going to get in lots of trouble. What you got to check, you got to check the um, social media content from the PGA Tour where they interviewed these two guys afterwards. It was like Laurel and Hardy. <laughs> Stenson's super straight with his humor, right? And he's just right. explaining the situation. And Spieth can't keep it together. He's hysterically <laughs> oh, I laughing. I, I mean, that. these guys are major champions, all right? I mean, the... the but they know when something's funny. <laughs> you can't take it too seriously, oh, right? Man. It was great. To laugh at themselves. It was great. Uh, speaking of funny, Bryson... Talks to Star-Lord. Really? Yeah. Well, it's Bryson. All right. Well, all right. So Bryson said there was a point in time, and I'm not kidding, where I just felt like I wanted to leave the game. It's just too much for me. And he was talking to some press before this week's Hero World Challenge, and he just felt like, you know, I just don't need any of this. I've got enough money, and I'm and I'm good, right? <laughs> So, you know, this is with adding all this attention to his life by putting on significant weight and adding distance and so on and so forth. Then the brawl with Brooks and 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 so on and being called Brooksy and PGA Tour commissioner coming out and saying you can't call people Brooksy that aren't named Brooks. So, you know, uh, he had you know, you remember he tested positive. He couldn't go to the Olympics yep. um, for covid-19. So um, at the end of the day, he runs into his good friend, Chris Pratt, the Marvel movie star. And he was one of those people in DeChambeau's corner in his village that was supporting him. Mm -hmm. And Chris Pratt told me, look, when I'm doing a movie and people are saying that the movie's terrible and I'm not a good actor, he goes, that doesn't define me. So Bryson said, I respect him, respect his opinion. He's got a lot of great life advice from the things he's been through and some troubling times. Mm -hmm. So he told me when I'm out on the golf course, people are not going to define you and relate you to just golf. What really defines you is the person you are outside the game of golf. You've got to... Look at it as an opportunity to show people who you truly are. And I said, well, you know what? Sounds like Chris Pratt has some really good advice for him there. Yes. You know, inspirational. It, sh- it should be noted that um, Bryson did refuse to talk to the print media on Friday at the Hero World Challenge as the 36-hole leader. So not necessarily off to a good start. <laughs> Reach for comment, by the way. Groot said, I am Groot. <laughs> Just so you know. Well, maybe it's a New Year's resolution. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. All right. Um, sir. Please return to your seat. Oh, God, this is this is a good one. This is all right. So Ryder Cupper from back in the Paris Ryder Cup. Is that a real right? term? A Ryder Cupper? Yeah. Yeah. Ryder Cup European tour member, Thorgborn Olison. Um, 
He'd been in a little trouble back mm-hmm. in July of 2019 when he was on a plane. The 31-year-old Danish golfer was accused of being drunk and disruptive and swearing at members of the cabin crew. He had groped a woman. He had urinated in the aisle. Um, His flights are long. Yes. I mean, he was going from Memphis back over to London, and uh, things happen. Um, well, as it turns out... Uh, the jury was told that Olson had no memory of his behavior on board the plane after drinking alcohol and taking some sleeping pills. In a witness statement read to the court, the woman Olson is alleged to have sexually assaulted said he had been unsteady on his feet. Hmm. So he fell into them. Yeah. He, she said he We're gra- not making fun of that, by he, the way. She said he grabbed my hand and kissed it. He would not let it go. He nuzzled his head into the nape of my neck. Um it seems to me like he was a little bit um, inebriated. We would never make fun of groping someone. We would, however, completely make fun of some peeing themselves on a plane. Let's get let's be clear about that. Um, it's a very interesting, and this thing happened in July of 2019, you know, and now it just finally is in a London court, and it's been heard. And believe it or not, um, Thorborn Olson was cleared. Oh, when it's they, done. It's done. They said it's done. Okay, it's done. And here's the story. He's he's been cleared of all the charges. He said he wanted to apologize wholeheartedly to everyone on board the flight who was affected by my behavior. I don't remember anything that happened after takeoff, but I'm embarrassed and ashamed by the account of my actions that was outlined during the trial. Hmm. At least he said he was sorry. Where did he come from? Where were they flying from? Uh, from Memphis to London. <laughs> he yes. also said what happens in Memphis stays in Memphis. Yeah. I don't know, man. Well, you know what? Uh, it's a case that has that had a lot of stories surrounding it, and it is now wrapped up. So there you go. Know, it's part of the weekly update. There we go. All right. Um, oh, Phil, his PGA win inspires one more person. Okay. Annika Sorenstam. Is that right? Isn't ruling out playing in next year's U.S. Women's Open. Really? The 72-time LPGA winner returned to the sport earlier this year after a 13-year hiatus and looked like she hadn't missed a beat after winning the U.S. Senior Women's Open by eight strokes while tying the event's best score ever, 276. With the victory, Sorenstam secured a spot in next year's U.S. Women's Open at Pine Needles, where she won her second U.S. Women's Open in 1996. The 51-year-old Swede appeared on Golf Channel's USGA Championship season year in review, which first aired on Tuesday night, and Rich Lerner, the host, asked Sorenstam if she would accept the invitation for next year's Women's U.S. Open, citing Phil Mickelson and his PGA win at 50, where he became the oldest major winner ever, and as a reason, she should attempt to become the oldest player, male or female, to win a major. Mickelson did it at the PGA Championship, Lerner told Sorenstam. No reason why you can't do the same, Sorenstam. First off, Phil, he plays a little more than I do, she said. <laughs> He's a little more active and a little more into the game. The young players are so good nowadays and they are half my age and it would be difficult. And I really, I really wouldn't do it for that reason, other than just to be respectful of the invite. I've been to Pine Needles tons of times and I got to know Peggy Kirk Bell. So that place is a really special place in my heart. Right. Well, do it. Winning there in 96, and there's a lot of indicators that point towards going, but I don't know. It would be very difficult. I have a lot of respect for the players today and maybe for other reasons, for my family and to be a part of golf, right? Well, it really is a great time in golf, my friend Wade Weezer. We summed it up today. I just wonder, with so many amazing stories in 2021, how 2022 can even compete. Let's find out. Tiger back and Annika at the U.S. Open competing? Well, with those stories in place, I think we're off to a great start. And that's your Pro Show Update for the week ending December 10th, 2021.
A special thank you to our sponsors in this year-ending edition of The Pro Show, TaylorMade Golf, New Jersey Golf Foundation, Summit Golf Brands. Next week on The Pro Show, we have two guys from Golf Week, Andy Nesbitt and Riley Hamill. Can't wait to talk to them. And everything leading up to the PNC weekend with Tiger. Wade Weezer, it's been a pleasure today, my friend. Tons of fun. To all my listeners, I hope you enjoyed it. Now, you know the tradition. Before I go, I'm going to leave you all with one brief thought about being scared. You ever notice we trip over the same things, whether the lights are on or off? Well, if that's the case, don't be afraid of the dark or the unknown. Take that next step. Go as if the lights are on and just go for it. I'm your host, Keith Stewart, and this is The Pro Show. Thanks for joining us for today's show. The Pro Show with Keith Stewart returns to the T next Friday at 3 on ESPN 920.